Hey guys, on today's episode, I'm chatting with Sarah Rothschild, whose work-life balance as a digital nomad has her currently residing in Bali, Indonesia. Shortly before the pandemic, she started her journey in Thailand. Her work as a brand coach allows her the opportunity to be anywhere in the world, and she is taking full advantage. You're going to love her story, but be careful. It may tempt you to look into a little globetrotting or plan out your next big life adventure. I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. I would be so grateful if you'd like, subscribe, and leave a review, and also please share it with anyone who you think would also enjoy it. I'd also love to hear from you on Instagram at K-R-I-S-T-I-N-M-I-C. Okay, let's take off. Hi, my name is Kristen Michalizzi. I'm a mindset and empowerment coach, a mother of four, a proud wife, a sister, a friend, and a lover of life. Each week, I want to bring you conversations that will touch your heart, make you laugh, inspire you, teach you, and help you grow into the fullest, realest version of yourself. I believe when we dare to be vulnerable and share our stories, we see the humanness of one another and often recognize the bravery inside of ourselves. Whether it's extraordinary or seemingly ordinary, everybody has a warrior story. Welcome to The Warrior Within Us. Okay, so today we have Sarah Rothschild with us. Thank you so much for being here, Sarah. I can't wait to talk to you and hear your story. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to chat with you and share a bit about me and hopefully provide a little bit of inspiration for others. I think that you certainly will. So you're coming <laughs> to us to that today. It's my morning and it's your evening because you are in Bali, which is so exciting to me. Um, and really interesting that we can, you know, in this day and age, connect so easily um, being so far away from each other. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing in Bali and what brought you there and um, anything else you want to share about why you're there? Yeah, so I've been on the road now for about a, a year and seven months. So I left home in January 2020. I booked a one-way ticket to Vietnam and I was like, I'm going to go on this epic around the world trip, hit up as many places as possible, come home in October to be in a friend's wedding and then kind of reevaluate what I want to be doing. Then three months in, three countries later, COVID happens. And I'm in Thailand at the time. And I remember specifically standing on the beach, talking on the, uh, the phone to my mom being like, I don't know if I should go or if I should stay. This is when things just started kind of within seconds started completely changing where borders were going to start to close and, you know, no one really knew what was going on. So I remember being on the phone with my mom and staring out at the ocean. I was like, you know what, if I'm going to be stuck somewhere, if I have to quarantine, I'd rather be doing it staring at a beach or just in good weather versus going back home to having to live with my mom because I had gotten rid of my apartment, you know, all of that stuff. I wouldn't have had an, a job. So it just didn't make sense. So I stayed put. And then over that time, I got to meet so many amazing, you know, other backpackers and travelers. 
And I realized that this travel lifestyle was 100% what I wanted to be doing. I didn't need any more time to reevaluate and figure out what my next step was. It was exactly at the right place, at the right time. This is what I wanted to be doing. So over those couple months, I started getting more serious about the type of work I could do. I was already doing a little bit of freelance graphic design work before I left, but just kind of for fun almost and just kind of to like do it. But then when I was like, you know what, this digital nomad lifestyle is 100% for me. Let's go all in. And I started really honing in on my craft and taking more coach courses, hiring a coach, just getting really serious about building my business. So I spent about a year and a half in Thailand during all of COVID and then just moved to Bali about two months ago just to change it up a little bit and try to see some more of the world before I go home in November for Thanksgiving because I promised my mom I'd come home for the holidays. <laughs> she sees all this reuniting happening, right? Like on the media and she's like, I need some of that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, as much as I'm like torn about it and would love to be able to stay, I, this is my new lifestyle. So going home for a little bit is more than fine. And obviously it'll be almost two years since I've seen anyone from home. So it'll be really nice to, to reconnect. Wow. So tell me about where home is. So I'm from, uh, Syracuse, New York. So very snowy place, very opposite of what I've been living in for the past several months. Um, but yeah, so I grew up in Syracuse. Uh, I went to school uh, to RPI, which is just outside of Albany, New York. Uh, grew up going to New York City to visit family. So very much an East Coast girl. Mm, same. So I'm from yeah. um, outside of Boston. So I, oh, think I lived probably... in Boston for five and a half years before. Like that's where I moved after college and was working and living and I loved Boston. It was amazing. Oh, wow. That's so cool. So, so you did the college thing. What did you study in school? So I got a dual in uh, business management and communication. So that really boiled down to things like marketing and I got a taste of some graphic design while I was there. So I got introduced to it, but most of the stuff that I've learned has been on my own. So on the job training and taking courses and things like that. I really feel like that may be, um, and I don't know if you agree with this shift that sort of seems to be happening, that like people are realizing we might not need these four-year degrees that we're getting and that there's like another whole another way to like learn information and like the experience of college aside, I feel like it's going to really be an option for people going forward. Whereas for a long time in the whole time that I was sort of growing up, um, it was like, that's what you did. You went to college. Like, that's what made the most sense. And I think it's sort of exciting to think that tides are kind of shifting and we're kind of realizing that, like, we don't necessarily have to do things one way, which, I mean, you've really exemplified, you know, doing things differently than, you know, maybe most people. Um, can you kind of bring me through like the point where you were like, this is what I want to do. I want to do something a little bit different and like maybe how it, how, what intrigued you about it at first or where you learned about this other way of doing things. Yeah. So I think you hit it so correctly, right? Like we're in this whole other time now where you don't have to do what society is maybe traditionally said you need to be doing. 
you can make your own decision. And if that is a more traditional route, that's amazing. But you get to decide if that's what you want to be doing. You're not confined to that traditional box anymore. So I think that's just amazing. And that applies to someone like me who decides they want to start their own business and travel or someone who doesn't want to necessarily go to a four-year college and do something else. So I think it's such a cool time. And I think, you know, COVID even highlighted that remote work is way more possible and way more, you know, maybe trending towards the norm than it was ever before. Mm. But so for me personally, I think I've always loved traveling. Uh, it was just something I always enjoyed doing, whether we were doing it a family trip or when I started making my own money and could actually just take advantage of my time off. I was always booking some type of trip, either being like, hey, I'm booking a solo trip here. Friends, if you want to come, great. If not, I'm going. So I just kind of always took the attitude that like, if I want to go do something or go somewhere, I'm just going to go do it. So that has always helped me kind of like get over that hump or fear of like doing those types of things is just saying, I'm going to go, you're invited, but I'm going to go anyways. Mm. So what brought me to deciding to kind of do this whole around the world trip, I think was just kind of a buildup. So I worked at one company for about four and a half years. It was a great experience, but then near the end, it just kind of had outgrown it and just felt like it, I wasn't really, you know, moving up anywhere. I didn't really see anywhere for me to grow. And that nagging feeling of like, oh, I just want to be traveling. Like, that's really what I want to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, how can I make this happen? So I started like doing more research. I was like, oh, do I want to do, see if I can make this job remote since I know how to do it. I was like, no, that does that's not really going to satisfy me. That's not really going to like feed my need to grow. It's just going to kind of be like this annoying thing I'd have to do while I travel. And that wasn't going to really be the right fit. Um, and that year that I was like, decided to leave that job. Of course, all of my close friends decided that that was the year they wanted to get married. So, and I was going to be in all of those weddings. So I was like, well, okay, I'll wait until the next year to actually take this trip. So I took a job to just kind of take it and like, you know, keep an income for the time and then make my grand exit. So I took that job with the plan that at the end of the year, I was going to quit to travel. And when I did that, I wasn't planning on starting a business. I was planning on just being a backpacker. So traveling around, hopping around to different countries, maybe volunteering places to not go through all of my savings but I was never necessarily planning to start a business. But like I said, once, and I, once I was like confronted with the decision, I was like, this is what I wanna be doing. And it just hit me in the face from something that I was like, oh, I'll reevaluate and maybe I'll do that in another year or two and we'll see what happens to so like, why, why would I be waiting? This is exactly what I wanna be doing. Mm, mm. I can relate to that so much because for a lot of years, I was in a similar position where I was sort of doing like the normal thing, right? Like I um, had kids, I like stayed home with my kids. I, I went back, got my master's in education because it was like a good mom job. I remember thinking like, what do I want to do with my life? Well, I know I want to have kids. So what am I, what career can I do that will be like appropriate that I'll that I think I'll like enough and that I think I'll probably be good at and then will also allow me to be flexible when I have kids. So I went, I got out of corporate America, which I had realized very quickly out of college was not for me. And I uh, 
went back to school, got my master's in education. And then uh, the first year I was teaching, I was pregnant with my daughter. And then the second year I was teaching, I was pregnant with my son. And then he, um, after he was born, a few months after he was born, we realized that he was going to have long-term significant disabilities. So I knew that the option to go back to work wasn't wasn't possible. So I stayed home for eight years. And then when the little one was like preschool age, I was like, well, we really could use more income. Right. And I, um, think that I should try to go back to teaching. And so I did that and I did that for a few years, but I had like what you're talking about, this sort of like, I always call it like a little whisper of like, there's more to life than this, or like, this isn't exactly what is going to fuel you or like light up your soul. What else could you do? And COVID for me as well was like this sort of for lack of a better word or lack of a better saying, like a come to Jesus moment where I was like, if I'm going to do any of this stuff that I've always sort of been dreaming about and saying like someday, someday, the time is now. So I, you know, did something similar where I decided like, I've always, you know, been intrigued by this coaching world. And I've always wanted to be like, a motivational speaker. I've always wanted to have a podcast. So like there were all these little lists of like big, what I felt like were really big dreams that I thought someday, someday, someday. And then I just said like, why, why am I putting this off? This is really possible. Um, so I think it's amazing that you just went for it. And I think that people are realizing that those whispers that we hear are not for no reason, like that they mean something. And it tells us that if we're thinking about it, it really is possible. It's just whether or not we're going to take the chance. So tell me about like what, because I think there's so much, um, I feel like we're breaking out of it a little bit, but it might just be because of who I'm surrounding myself with right now or nowadays, but I feel like, you know, um, expectations still exist, right? We still have these kind of societal pressures and um, from friends and family. What did people sort of say when you were like, yeah, I'm going to do this traveling and just kind of see where it takes me? What, what was the reaction of your friends and family? So I was extremely lucky that every, all of my family and friends were extremely supportive. And I think because it was so in line with who I am and what I love to do. It wasn't really a secret that this is something I've been wanting to do. So it wasn't like this big surprise out of left field for anybody. And my entire family was super supportive. I've had cousins that enjoy travel too and have done similar like year long trips and things like that. So I've really left out with that. I think the only thing is like, as time has gone on and I still haven't come home, (laughs) there's a little bit of like, you know, the grandparents and like my moms and I don't know if, other people know this, but like Jewish guilt can be very strong. (laughs) Every culture has their version of it, but Jewish guilt can be very strong. So they like to throw that in there a lot, you know, like, oh, well, I made you your favorite soup. So, you know, you should come home soon. (laughs) Like those things. So they're, they're very supportive, but they just, you know, they love me and they miss me and that type of thing. So my family has been great. And I've also looked out where my friends and even people that I haven't talked to in years, or reaching out saying like, you've inspired me. Like, I love watching your journey. And like, I think it's so great. I've heard horror stories though, of friends that I've met while traveling that have had people 
respond to their Instagram stories, be like, why are you sharing this stuff? Like, this isn't appropriate. You know, we're going through X, Y, Z, or like, who do you think you are? Blah, 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 like things like that. So I've been lucky that I've never received any sort of reaction like that, but Mm -hmm. it has happened to other people. And I think when that does happen, it can be like a punch to the gut. But at the same time, you have to realize like, that's not a reflection of who you are. It's something else that that person's going through when they say something like that. But I've been extremely lucky that I've only had positive interactions with people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, that, that, that sort of limiting belief of like, um, it, it, you can kind of take that on to say like an internalize, like, who am I to be doing this when whatever, like you said, X, Y, Z is happening or there's people in the world that are suffering or, you know, um, people are working really hard or losing their jobs or whatever. Um, but I think if everybody took time to, and I, and I realize I'm speaking with a great deal of privilege when I say this, but if, if people really tapped in and tuned into what their intuition was telling them about the way they wanted to live their lives, um, people would be happier because I think a lot of times we think we're limited to the experience we've been told we should follow or the path we've told this is, you know, this is the path that will lead you to um, happiness or this is the path that will, it is, is what's expected of you. And I think when you really tune in and say, do, do I have to take that path just because, you know, the people before me did, or can I do something different? And um, it's so cool to me that you said like this, people were not shocked and surprised. Like this is totally that you're being very authentic and, and true to who you have been. Um, And I think it's interesting because my daughter is 14. She just started high school yesterday. And I think it was at least three years ago that she started to tell people she wanted to be a digital nomad. And I was sharing that (laughs) with people and saying like, oh, Gianna wants to be a digital nomad. And of course people are like, what is that? Like, and, um, you know, she probably is the one who told me what it was, but she started following a couple on YouTube that was making YouTube videos about travel. And, um, that was how they made their income is sharing the, the, their journey. And, um, I think it's so exciting for a young person, young, like as she is to be able to dream those kind of dreams that are sort of not what's been handed down to us for so many generations that like, there's one way of doing things. And I don't know that she will pursue that as her path, but she's already started. So she started over COVID a photography business and she um, now is going to a technical high school where she can learn about like visual and digital communication. So it'll be there as an option if she decides to do that. And there's a little piece of of me that is, I don't want to say jealous, but that probably (laughs) is the accurate word because I always thought travel would be a huge part of my adult life. And it sort of was a little bit cut short by kids. And, um, you know, I have four of them, so that makes it complicated enough. And then I have a child in a wheelchair, which complicates it even more. But I also think, you know, 
life hopefully is is going to be long if I'm lucky enough to have a long life and travel will always be there as an option and I do think that what you're doing is very inspirational especially to people who are starting to kind of plot out like what kind of life they want to live because it's not something you generally hear as like a viable option so um so tell us a little bit about um, how you make it work technically. Like, so you said you yeah. got, you hired a coach, like you're, you're doing some work to make some income so that you can live this kind of lifestyle. Tell me a little bit about yeah. that. So I do branding. So I own a branding company and my job is basically to help typically coaches and service providers craft that magnetic try building brand from a strategic point of view, and then translate all of that into visuals as well. So visuals that match. And I'm going to be completely honest, making a business work, being an entrepreneur is not easy. It is hard, hard work. And it is an emotional roller coaster. You have really high highs of making it happen. You have low lows, but you have to have that determination and grit to just keep moving forward and keep working towards that big picture dream you have for yourself. So that's something that you kind of, you don't even realize it. You don't really, no one tells you that until you're in it. Once you're in it, you hear it all the time. That mindset's so important. Mm -hmm. When you just start out and you're like, I want to start a business. No one tells you how important that mindset piece is. So that is a crucial element to all of this is to have the right mindset and be determined and have the grit to just keep moving forward with it because it won't be easy. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of like what I do on, on the daily basis is I work with clients one-on-one and help them build their brand. So that's kind of how I make my income while I'm here. Um, yeah. I don't know any other questions like related to the work specifically or yeah, so tell me about, well, let's first start with the mindset piece. So tell me yeah. what that means to you in terms of what your mindset needs to be to make this successful, but also like what kind of process do you go through or what kind of tools do you use to like make sure that your mindset is where it needs to be? Yeah. I think one of the things with mindset is to, tr it's really hard because your business is such a part of you when you're a solopreneur, it's like your baby almost. And it's something you're so connected to and invested in, but the more you can try to separate yourself from it and feel not so personally or emotionally attached to, you know, the success of a sales call, like one individual call and kind of think of it as more of a like numbers game and more like the results and thinking more in like the numbers versus the emotional connection you may have to someone maybe saying no to your services or saying maybe not right now or not hitting maybe the goal you had thought you were going to hit, but just kind of having the mindset that you're going to keep moving forward and you're going to like be determined and just keep striving to that goal. Because if you hit that first roadblock, and you're like, okay, now I'm going to go hide away. It's going to be 10 times harder to then pick it up again. Mm. So just keep plowing forward. It's going to happen. It's going to click, but you just have to keep moving forward. Mm. I think for me too, it's like never losing that uh, mentality that it anything is possible and that, you know, knowing that you'll be successful. So I've had to do this work as well. And it's like, you know, for me, it's like, 
I never think, will I be successful or won't I? I just know that if I keep moving forward, that I will be successful. And I don't necessarily put a timeline on it. Um, even with this podcast, it's like, I started saying I had a podcast like six months before I even had an episode. I just said yeah. I had a podcast and I would tell people about it and I would ask people to come on it and I hadn't even recorded yet. Um, and then now it's like, I'm trying to grow my audience and I'm trying to have um, new and interesting and engaging conversations with different people. Um, and I still have like a pretty low number of listeners, but I don't let that, you know, I don't let that determine how I feel about it. I just know that it will be successful if I keep moving forward because there isn't really another option in terms of my state of mind about it. And I think exactly. um, that really is what separates people from, you know, being successful with anything, whatever you're talking about. The, I, to me, I feel that the, the thing that separates people who are successful and people who aren't uh, is the people who are successful just don't stop. They just don't give up. They just keep trying because the those successful people go through the same pains and the same disappointments and the same um, sort of issues that crop up as the people who decide, okay, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I can't do this. And they stop. Um, I think just knowing that regardless of, you know, just, just kind of like seeing the outcome before you like have the proof that, the, the outcome exists, you know, you just do it. So, um, I think we're totally on the same page when it comes to that. Um, so what are your like non-negotiables when it comes to mindset, like, uh, you know, or any strategies that you have, like in your toolbox when things maybe get challenging? Yeah. So the two things that I have found to be the most beneficial is one I've implemented. So every Friday I take time and write down my wins from the week and anything I'm really grateful for. And that can be business related or just general life related. And I know a lot of people like to journal every day. That's not something I personally have been able to implement, but I've been sticking to my every Friday, writing down my goals and whatever you can do to implement something like that into your routine, I think is immensely beneficial. And then my second thing is having accountability buddies. So finding people that are going through the same kind of journey as you and doing it with them because your friends and family are going to be supportive, hopefully, but they're not going to necessarily understand all of the ups and downs and frustrations that you're going through and like really be able to like vent about a frustrating client or just something that didn't go well. But if you have an accountability buddy that, you know, you can be like, Hey, I'm working on this thing today. What are you working on? Or you can just send them a message and be like, oh, this person's annoying the heck out of me. Like this client's driving me crazy. Just someone that's in your same world that you can have as a buddy is amazing. Mm -hmm. It's so much fun to do this with someone, especially as a solopreneur, because it can get lonely. And anything you can do to make it not so lonely, not so isolating and not feel like you're the only one that is trying to make this happen is so beneficial, especially when we can get so caught up in, you know, the comparison game with social media and things like that. It's important to have someone to kind of like put you in check and be like, no, you're doing well. Like we got this, like, let's keep going. Mm, I totally agree. I think um, community and connection is huge, not just for us as entrepreneurs, but in general, I think no matter what you're talking about, just in life, like, if you're a 
parent, a new mom, right? Like you would benefit from joining a new mom's group. So you could be with moms who understand it coming from the perspective of a special needs mom. Like if you have a child with special needs, the, the community that you find that has, you know, going through similar challenges, that's like super important. So I find like, no matter where I've been in, in my life, like who I surround myself with that can really get what I'm going through is like a huge factor. I also think, um, I noticed when I hired a coach for myself that, um, not only is that so great for accountability, like you said, um, but also I think the energy that you, when you're in a container with other people who have like similar uh, mindset and similar energy levels in terms of moving forward, it's contagious. So it's like, when you're like in someone else's energy, it's so hard to explain, but it's like stuff starts to happen for you just because you're like in that sort of positive energy field with somebody else. Um, I didn't get that really until I was like a part of it. And that's like, sometimes I think what makes, especially the coaching that I do hard to describe to people, because it's like, not about necessarily the things that I can teach you, although I do have a lot of things that I can teach people, but it's also about just being in that positive energy with somebody else that will help just with your momentum and moving you forward. Um, and like I said, it's something that's so hard to put into words, but when you feel it, it's like undeniable that that is just part of it. And I know that like, even in times when I take a pause or a break with my coach, I'm like, I need that like energy to like, keep me going. And, you know, I recently heard about this guy who has a business and what he does is he, um, our entrepreneurs hire him and the whole premise of his business is on Friday. So it's interesting that you said like weekly, cause you really have to find what works for you. If daily doesn't work for you, like you're, you're never going to be successful doing it just because exactly. you know that it's good to do. So this guy sends out weekly emails and to his clients and it's like a membership. So he charges, I think it's like $997 a year. The last I heard of it is what it was. And he sends three questions every Friday to entrepreneurs. And I think basically the questions are something like, what's one thing you've done this week to like get you closer to your goal? That sort of thing. There's three questions. And the people answer those three questions in that email. And I think he might um, allow for like one bucket of feedback that he'll give back to the person. And people pay this guy. I mean, he's making millions of dollars just charging people a thousand dollars a year to like, and it's like you said, it's a, it's accountability. So it's like, you know, someone might look at that and say, well, what am I really getting for this? thousand dollars a year but it's like just some accountability for moving forward and picking up that momentum I think it's like a brilliant concept um but yeah. like I said it's just when unless you're sort of put yourself in this world so to speak that's a little bit alternative from what we've known for so long you really can't explain like the power of it um until you just decide to embrace it and move forward with it so yeah. I don't know if, if that resonates with you. 100%. Because like, think about it when you're in, you know, the more traditional nine to five, you have 
a boss to, you know, hold you responsible for certain things and like your coworkers to hold you responsible. When you're your own boss, you're the only one that's holding yourself responsible. And sometimes you need that extra force just to like, this is a little reminder, whether it's that email service you pay for, or like I have a, a group text with some girlfriends that are entrepreneurs too. We just, you know, text in our goals for the week. Just that simple act makes it like, okay, it's written down. Now I have to actually make this happen. So now I'm committed to this because I've told someone else. Just the act of telling someone else what you plan to do is invaluable. It's so helpful. Mm. So tell me about who you've met along the way. So like you went and did this kind of on your own. Um, what kind of community have you been able to build? And, you know, are, are you are you still kind of feel like you're a lone reed doing this on your own or, or have you kind of built a, a group of people that you are doing this with? Yeah. So when I first left, I was in kind of backpacker mode, which is a little different than digital nomad mode. So backpacker mode is a little more like hostels, hopping around, a little more partying and all that good stuff. But you meet the most incredible people while traveling. And I think backpackers are some of the most welcoming, warm people you'll ever meet. And I remember, I think it was like my second day in Vietnam, I made met a friend and traveled with her and a couple other people for three weeks straight, met up with them again when we were in Thailand. So you make instant friends because again, you're finding a like community, right? I'm finding people that are in the same mindset. They want to have a good time. They want to have adventures. They want to travel. They're open-minded. And so you're connecting with people that are on the same wavelength as you. So that's an incredible community of people that I met was more of the backpacker side. And that's who I really spent like the lockdowns and navigating COVID with all that stuff. And then the later half of my trip, I started getting more into my business and started meeting more digital nomads by going to like co-working spaces or meetups and things of that, like that nature. And again, amazing community, especially the female entrepreneurs. It's like, we're all kind of like just doing this thing that is new and different and kind of navigating it together. So I've made an incredible group of female entrepreneurs that, uh, you know, really connected with while in Thailand and even doing some business together, whether it was me helping them with their, their branding or this morning I did a workshop with one of my friends who has a business and we combined our genius together to create a unique workshop together. Um, and then from Thailand, I moved here with a friend from Thailand to Bali who's a business owner as well. And so we've come over here and now we're doing co-working sessions together. So it's amazing the people you meet while here and it's instant. Like if anyone's ever nervous or scared that traveling alone means you're gonna be alone, that'll only happen if you choose to be. Mm. So like if you are tired and want your own space, you can go do that, but that's because it's your choice, not because you're going to be alone while traveling. Mm. I think that alone, like what you're talking about is also in a way going down a new and different and intriguing path in terms of like forming these connections with people, especially women entrepreneurs, because I feel like, um, my experience has been, there's been so much like healing of like sister wounds and like this sort of tearing down of a competitive, like, um, you know, 
if I succeed, that means you can't or vice versa kind of mentality that I think has been prevalent amongst especially women for a lot, a long time. I, I feel like it's the complete opposite. Um, what I've experienced in terms of um, entrepreneurs, especially that are working around mindset and um, have that as a piece of what they do. Uh, I just feel like it's like the total opposite. It's like, I've met the most amazing women who like, just wanna like see everybody win and everyone succeed and believe that like, you know, uh, rising tides raise all ships that like, if you're successful, then you're just giving me the proof that I can be successful, even if we're doing the exact same thing. And like, you know, ways that we can work together and, you know, just learn from each other. I don't know. I think it's very um, inspiring and very reassuring that we're sort of headed in the right direction. And this sort of world that I'm, you know, stepped into um, it's very encouraging, especially as a mom to think like, it makes me worry less about my kids that like people are inherently good and that there are like so many ways to like win at life and to be able to, you know, kind of make these big dreams, um, that are real. Like, I feel like there was a time where kids would say like, I want to travel for a living. And we would think that that was adorable, but like not real, <laughs> you know, like, oh, that's really cute. Yeah. You'll see life is going to show yeah. you a different way, <laughs> but like to really allow kids to have these big dreams and say to them, this is entirely possible if you want this for your life. And like I said, we'll circle back to what I said at the beginning of the, the conversation is that my daughter, who's now 14, said, I want to be a digital nomad. And I never felt like, oh, yeah, sure. That's really cute. <laughs> um, I knew for her that if that's something she decides to do, that it's a real possibility. So I've been nothing but encouraging to her to say, like, you want to take that path? You you absolutely have, you know, everything in your favor to do so. Um, and when she came to me and said, you know, I mean, she was only in seventh grade, but she was like, I don't know if I want to go to college, like to be able to say to her, okay, like college isn't for everybody and you might decide to do this instead. And, you know, to really believe myself when I tell her, like, that doesn't mean a life, like, cause I think there was a time, like when my parents were raising us where they thought like, oh, you know, a, a path of no college means struggle or means like, you know, low paying jobs or means like, you know, maybe not being able to pay your bills. But I think that it's exciting to be able to say to my kids, like, you can really forge any path you want and it's entirely possible. And I'm not going to just tell you, oh, sure. That's a cute dream because now I have people like Sarah telling me like, it's entirely possible and you can do it. And um, so I just, I don't know, I, I want to thank you for sort of being that inspiration, even for, you know, kids that think like, maybe I can do things differently than. Yeah, I appreciate did. that. Well, yeah. and the cool thing is too, right, you can try it. And it can, you can realize it's not for you. And then you can be like, you know what? I am going to go to college. Like you said, you went back and got your master's. Like there's no rules about when you have to do things. You get to try things out, try to make them work, put all your effort into it. 
And if it, it's time to shift and try something new, then you shift and try something new. Mm. But no one's telling you you have to do A to Z in that order anymore. And I think your generation, because I, I, I didn't ask you how old you were, but I think <laughs> you're quite a bit younger than I am, um, is showing us that like, like you don't have to choose one thing and stay there. And if you decide to like do a bunch of different things, like, cause I think that there was a time where I thought, especially for myself personally, that that was sort of a weakness of mine, right? Like I would get the itch to try something new and I'd be like, can't you just decide on one thing? Like, um, and people would stay in the same job for like, what, 40 plus years. And that was like a, the sign of success. Like that was when you were really a good responsible person to stay in the same job with the same company. And that was rewarded. And I think now we're like, actually that's the opposite of what seems like the right thing to do. I mean, unless it works for you, then that's great. But like, who says we have to just decide this is the thing I'm going to do and I'm going to do it forever. I mean, I've met people, I met, um, I, I'm, you know, in connection with a coach that was like a surgeon and she decided, you know what, I don't want to be a surgeon anymore. I'm going to be a coach. And, um, I think it's super exciting to be alive and in a time where you can reinvent yourself as much as you want to. And it doesn't mean you're not disciplined. It doesn't mean you're, um, not focused. It just might mean that like, we only have this one shot at life. Right. So let, let's really make the best of it. And like, only do the things that we love doing. And um, I know sometimes people are probably like, has she lost her mind? Like life is, <laughs> because we used to think like life is kind of miserable and you'll see when you grow up and you become an adult, you'll realize that like, that's just part of it. Like you just grow up and, and you're miserable. But like, actually, I think you'd agree. Um, you can really like totally love your life and you can build a life that you just love living. So tell me what is next for you. Yeah. So my plan is I'll be here till November and then I'm going to go home for the holidays and then it'll be my 30th uh, in February. So I'm going to stay through my 30th birthday and uh, have a friend's bachelorette party in February. And then I think after that, this depending on the state of the world and what things are looking like, I will probably do some central and South America for a couple oh, wow. months. And then, yeah. So that's the kind of cool, I get the freedom to choose to have like some places that I really want to get to. Um, I've recently got certified in scuba diving and that's my like new favorite activity. So I'm like, where can I go diving? That's like my new, like top of list thing to like pick a travel destination. Wow. I just think what you're doing is so amazing and, um, you know, deserves like celebration and congratulations that you like have decided this is what you want for your life. And you're going to do things like maybe a little bit differently than we sort of have been conditioned to believe is the one way of doing things. So I think it's awesome. Um, if you wouldn't mind letting my audience know sort of where they can find your services, but also I think just like where we can follow you because um, I don't know, I, I like until these kids are grown and I can do a little <laughs> bit more traveling of my own, like I would just love to like vicariously live through your adventures. So tell us where we can find you. Awesome. Yeah. So if anyone just wants to see pure travel stuff, you can find me at sarahrose.travels. 
And my goal is hopefully once I get my main business up and running a bit more, uh, that I will restart up a bit more of a travel blog on that. But yeah, if you like travel photos, that's where you can find that. If you are a coach or service provider and would like support with your branding, you can find me at Solo Boss Design Co. And I provide tips and resources. Uh, you can check out my work. But yeah, Instagram is the best place to get in touch with me if you are interested in working with me on your brand. Mm, thank goodness for social media, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, it makes it so, like, so easy. I know there's like a whole downside and we could talk about that. That would be a totally different episode. But I, <laughs> I think um, you and I would both agree, especially with what we're doing now, that social media is the game changer and pretty glad that it exists. So yeah, 100%. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't even be talking today. So, right. That's how we met with social media, yeah, right? That's totally. right. Complete opposite sides of the world. And we're able to like have a really great conversation and build an actual connection. Yeah, I think it's amazing. So, I'm definitely going to be following your adventures and <laughs> perhaps even using your services. So, I'm excited to continue to connect. And um, thank you so much for coming and sharing your story. And um, I'm just, like super proud of you and excited for you. So oh, thank you so much. It's, it's nice to hear because I'm with people that are doing similar things. So I sometimes forget that I'm doing something different. Yeah. So it's, I really appreciate uh, that you found it so positive. Totally. Do you ever feel like, cause I do like you surround yourself with people that are doing similar things or like feel like a certain way or like think they have like a certain worldview or think similarly. And then when you like sort of step out of it for whatever reason, or you like interact with somebody who's not maybe on the same or similar path, you think, Oh, not everybody thinks like this. I forget that. Like, this isn't the way everybody thinks, but, um, that's sort of fun too, because then you're like, there's plenty of room for all of us. So come on, like, let's go. Exactly. Like, that's why it's great to get messages from people that are like, Oh, I love what you're doing. Like, I'd love to learn more. And you forget that you're not just the people that you're talking to every day that are like, knowing every single call that you're annoyed with or like excited about this project. So it's a really cool experience to yeah. like get that reminder that, you know, what you're doing is really cool. So like celebrate it and celebrate like how far you've come. So it's always a good reminder. Totally. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I will put all of your information in the show notes. And um, like I said, thank you so much for sharing with me today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. What an awesome conversation. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it and you want to hear others like it, I would love it if you check out the links in the podcast description. I'd be so grateful if you would subscribe, leave a review, and share it with anyone who would also enjoy it. You can also find me over on Instagram at K-R-I-S-T-I-N-M-I-C or visit my website at www.thewarriorwithinus.com. Talk to you soon.